Freak Nation, good to get him back in here. Scott Dixon, 22 races without a win of Scott Dixon. But Scott, I'm listening to the biography of David Grohl of the Foo Fighters. and Similar situations where you guys grow up from small families, not a whole lot uh, to hang your hat on. And all of a sudden, through walks of life, you become some of the greatest names in your respective uh, jobs. And he talks about all these musicians he grew up wanting to meet and idolize and be like them. Kiwi like you, who were the drivers like you or were they drivers? Were the rock stars? Who were the, who were the people that you idolize as a punk ass kid at 15, 14, scuffing up your tennis shoes on the, on the tough streets of uh, New Zealand? Uh, you know, I think in New Zealand, you know, where we are so far away from, from the rest of the world, for me, it was, you know, local heroes like, you know, Kenny Smith, um, and then V8 Supercars was big, you know, so you had, you know, Greg Murphy and, um, Jim Richards. Uh, but then I think, you know, for us being probably more of a European country too, you know, it was Formula One, you know, so, uh, watching the likes of that in Senna to, you know, um, you know, Michael Schumacher, I think he really kind of transformed, um, Formula One in a lot of ways too with, with Senna and just the way that the training was picked up and the process was totally different. You know, it, it kind of changed a lot from, you know, the 70s and 80s where it was more still about, you know, having some, uh, you know, beers and smoking <laughs> cigarettes and things like that. So I don't know. I think there's always a lot of influences. But for me, you know, it started with my my dad. You know, that's, that's uh, how it really started watching him kind of race in club sport stuff, you know, whether it was rally car to circuit cars to, to dirt track stuff. And then, you know, ultimately my cousins, you know, I went and watched my cousins race go-karts at the age of seven and then, you know, had to go at the end of the day and absolutely loved it. And that's kind of what my trigger was, was driving that go-kart for the first time and being like, man, this is amazing. Like, oh, I really want to do this. <laughs> um, but then, you know, of course, uh, you know, you have big dreams and, and hope that things are going to work out. But you know, I think once I got uh, the the interest of watching the Indianapolis 500, which was probably in the, the kind of early 90s to mid 90s and, you know, hearing the names of, you know, the Andretti's to, you know, AJ Foyt uh, to the Unser's, uh, Rick Mears, you know, that, 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 uh, and that racing kind of fascinated me just because, it was so competitive and, you know, there was, there was, it wasn't until really the last lap that you knew who the winner was going to be. So, um, you know, and then for me coming for the first time, I think in 1996 or 97 to America to watch a kart race in uh, Vancouver and then Laguna Seca, I was hooked. <laughs> when you started to meet these drivers, the AJ Foyts, the Mears, the, the Andretti's, curious of your reaction then versus where you are now, because you are one of them to younger drivers like, I just met Scott Dixon. Can you even compare the two? No, I, I don't know. Like, you know, you look at that generation, man, they were, they were just lucky to make it out alive. <laughs> um, you know, which, you know, fortunately we're in a, we're in a generation where safety has become, you know, uh, much better. Um, but I, I don't know. It's weird. Like I was, you know, very shy when I came to America, very shy, you know, in these early years of, hanging out with the likes of Jimmy Basser and, you know, Paul Tracy, Michael Andretti, um, you know, Mauricio Guzman was my teammate, but that was kind of really the only person I spoke to. And then occasionally as, you know, you'd kind of go to some of the after parties, have a few drinks and kind of get a little more courage, you'd start talking to these people. But, um, <laughs> you know, the cool part for me is just, you know, even, even you know, AJ and Mario, we still see them pretty much 90% of the races, which – is crazy because you can just go up and chat to them, you know, and that's, that's what's so cool about these people and what they've achieved and what they've done. But, 
you know, their love for the sport is just is, is insane. Scott Dixon, just hearing you talk about them and saying things like what they've achieved, what they've done. I'm, I want to apply that to you, what you've achieved. Obviously, you just tied Mario Andretti on the all-time wins list at, at 52 wins, second on the list. But you've immersed yourself in Indianapolis. You've become part of the city, and you are the culture of IndyCar. So, I mean, it's not long. We're not long from the time where people are going to say, oh, my gosh, Scott Dixon is my neighbor. I mean, he just he walks the paddock, and he makes it so easy for me to talk to. How crazy is that? Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's weird because you're just, I'm just living the dream. You know, like uh, I came from, you know, South Auckland, New Zealand, um, you know, a long ways away. Didn't, never really thought I'd race in America. You know, I was kind of on the way to, to Europe and, and going that route. And, 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 you know, I lived in Indy for two years before I even went to the race. I think I moved here in 99. I actually might have been three years. I didn't go until 2002 when I signed with uh, Chip Ganassi Racing. Um, and, and, yeah. Uh, to kind of watch it on TV, it doesn't do it justice. You know, it kind of clicked when I went for the first time. I was like, holy cow, like I actually get why this race is so big. Like it, it's amazing on so many levels. And I always say I've been to Olympic Games, I've been to World Cups, I've been to Super Bowls. Nothing is, has a touch on Indy. And I'm going to be a little bit biased because I'm into racing. But as far as an event goes and just, you know, people watching and just seeing the sheer size of it, it's insane. Like, um, so I don't know. Like, I, I love Indy. I love the pace of it. I love the people here. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it's where we brought our family up. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's not a crazy city and it allows you to focus on the sport that I love. And, and, you know, uh, luckily my, my wife enjoys it too, which, which, <laughs> which really helps because, um, ultimately she, uh, she sets the rules. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, I don't know. I, I, I love so many aspects of it, but I think, you know, what is firsthand is just the history and and the people that, you know, make Indianapolis what it is. What would be Scott Dixon had you not sat your butt in that go-kart many, many, many years ago? What would you be doing? What what was your path or your projected trajectory? I mean, where would Scott be? It's hard, right? Because I was only seven, you know, so, um, but you had big dreams. Uh, you know, I had big dreams of, of, I don't know, probably being a firefighter or, or I, I don't I have no idea. Um, I loved cars. I think cars was always, you know, a thing. I love technology, you know, um, graphics and design was kind of, you know, what I studied in, in high school um, and then IT. So something probably along those likes. But I think, you know, a lot of those things can apply in racing too, you know, whether I moved into kind of the engineering stance of it as well. I love, you know, kind of that side of, of what we do in deep diving. And obviously, lots of things have changed now with technology. You know, we, we never, re even when I started, there was no kind of data to, you know, once I got to kind of high levels of junior categories, uh, to look at and, and go through the process. So it was more kind of, you know, by the, by the, you know, city of your bum trying to understand what you needed. But yeah, I'd, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a tough one to, to answer. I could be, yeah, I don't know. A laborer. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I would have been. <laughs> I'm just glad it worked. I'm glad it worked out. What I'm picking up, though, is you have all the tools to be team owner, team management down the road. When, Whenever you decide to turn in your butterfly, no more steering wheel. Definitely not team owner, unless I'm using your money. I don't want to touch that. Um, you know, I, I admire team owners because, you know, to, to have uh, that situation and, and, you know, it's expensive and from year to year, it's very difficult. You know, even for, for drivers to try and figure out what you're going to be doing from year to year is, is quite tough. But, um, yeah, I, I admire the, the risk uh, that, that team owners take and, and, and they still seem to enjoy it, which is fantastic. <laughs>
Wow. Scott Dixon. Man, oh man, is it great to hear your voice and to talk to you again. It's been a couple of days since uh, you were in the Freak Nation. Scott Dixon, winner at Toronto, tied Mario Andretti for 52 wins. And you laid out that list of stuff there. IT. Is uh, Scott Dixon a geek? I had I had questions here. <laughs> so, I'm a big geek, man. Do you need your, your iPhone fixed or your, your computer there? Like, I'll, I'll come over, man. I'll come fix your stuff. <laughs> just pow, fell out of the screen. We've known you since before you had family. And yep. now you dropped that on us. I, I'm just, I'm just stunned. I, I just, I come, growing up in New Zealand, uh, there was a, the Millen brothers were huge at the time. Yeah. And you didn't mention them. I was great friends with both, with Rod at least, and somewhat friends with Steve. Yeah. Steve won the first IndyCar race. I did, did, you didn't mention their names. They weren't big in uh, New Zealand as they were here in the United States. They they were big. It's actually weird. I have a close relationship with Rod. I had uh, I had lunch with, well, actually, I had dinner with him probably about a month ago, uh, and talked to him kind of every week and and his wife Shelley. So um, they they it was kind of funny. I think I I missed that portion of their careers, and mostly was you know the stadium truck stuff, uh, then Pikes Peak. Um, but you know, just to and I and I've done uh, Leadfoot Festival, which they run down in New Zealand, which is kind of a, a mini Goodwood, uh, you know, up the driveway, which at, at Rod's uh, place in, in New Zealand in Hahe. And wait wait, uh, wait, 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 I'm cutting you off there. How'd you do in that? That's a lot of major drivers get in there to racing up Rod Mellon's driveway sounds great. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I was there more for the uh for the after parties, I think. <laughs> I I was in a uh, just in a Honda Civic type R, which is which is a very fast car for that kind of uh you know um class I guess but but um and then I actually I think the first time I went I drove I I actually drove a 1906 Dirac. So it looks like a, uh, it was one of the uh, first ever Grand Prix cars, which was crazy. Um, loads of torque, but it looks like basically a big tractor. But the engine is is literally, uh, I don't know, five meters long or something. It was huge. But that, that that was my first time and first experience at that place. And and you had the the, the brake was actually a handbrake. You couldn't use the foot brake. So it was it was uh, yeah. So let's just say I wasn't. Let's just say I wasn't the quickest up the hill. That's for sure. <laughs> let me let me ask one more here, Scott Dixon. You've done everything. You've won six championships, second most race wins ever. You're a huge name in motorsport. You flirted with F1 for a while, or F1 flirted with you, whichever. You beat an F, you beat a guy this weekend who that F1 is flirting with. They're going having some sort of relationship. Who the heck knows? Have you have you reached the point? In Scott Dixon's career, where you're having fun, I'm always having fun. You know, I, I uh, trust me. It's it's a lot of hard work, and and there's a lot of uh, details to it. But but I couldn't imagine myself doing anything different. You know, I think, and that's what drives me is that you know I feel lucky doing what I'm doing. Um, you know, there's there's many different uh, roads that you know you could have taken. But looking back on my career, I think with and and the journey that I had and the people that helped me and the opportunities that I had, you you couldn't have written that more perfect. So 
I love doing what I do. I feel very lucky to get where I got to and the journey that I took. Um, you know, I don't really regret anything, that's for sure. So, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm happy doing when what I do, and I love it. I, I think that's why I want to continue to do it for a long time. Your IT guy. I'm sorry, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> that, that it sounds true. like you're having some uh, some mic problems there, man. We, we, you know, I need to come around and help yeah, you out. You're a, Windows or Mac, you're a Windows or Mac guy. If you're a Windows dude, I might give you a call. As soon as <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you get a Mac, then you won't need any IT people. Oh, that just work. Yes. But <laughs> uh, well, happy birthday to you, buddy! At what forty-two years old, man? I think about this, man. When we started Speed Freaks twenty-two years ago, you weren't even old enough to drink. Yeah, well, I was drinking, but I, yeah, yeah, probably not legally. So yeah, it's. Uh, I, I remember that. I think I uh, I celebrated at a at a bar that I'd been going to. My first win, my first IndyCar when I celebrated. Um, a, in Indianapolis here that at a bar that I've been going to for two years uh, and I still wasn't 21. So um, they were a little shocked when that stat was read off, but you know, Hey, that's, that's the way it goes. Uh, Broad Ripple's used to it. They have that's to right. be. That's right. Holy smokes. Uh, and, and as if uh, Ganassi needed it, Ganassi of all teams needed this win to take the headline away from Palo and Ganassi and McLaren. I, I, he's probably patting you on the back yeah. with a couple of extra hundies going, thank you, Scotty. No, it's, you know, honestly, uh, to have, well, what do you have? Three cars in the top four of the championship. I'm tied with Joseph at the moment, I think, for fourth. But, um, you know, it was a big weekend. You know, I think the recovery, even the 10 car had, uh, Alex had from 22nd to, to sixth and, and Marcus, you know, moving up to fifth. So, you know, Chip was very calm on the weekend. You know, yes, there was a lot of noise, but I think it actually helped people focus a lot on what uh, what was really at hand and what we needed to do. So, you know, uh, it was a competitive weekend for us. And, and yeah, Chip was happy, man. He smiled and, and he said thank you, you know. So that, that was good. That's beautiful. <laughs> Buddy, happy birthday to happy you. Happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. Great to see you guys. Scott, thank you, man. Cheers.